The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome into Baron Balance, as you guys can hear and see. JB is on vacation this week. Uh, my name is Lester Wolfgang, Editor-in-Chief of Windy City Ground, and we have a special guest because sitting in as guest host this week is Taylor Dahl, host of our Making Monsters show. Taylor, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm good. Ready uh, ready to talk about a win. We get a Monday, Victory Monday. I'm always good with those. We don't get very many of these. I know me and I know. Jeff always talk about that. You know, Since we've been doing the show, just haven't had a lot of chance to be happy. I know. Uh, last year was a challenge, obviously three wins, but it was kind of exciting. This year was kind of rough. Um, but now it's two wins in their last three weeks. Do you think yes. the Bears are turning a corner here? I I really feel it. I, I feel like and just when we look at the games also that were kind of close, like the Vikings game obviously was a complete disaster, but even that you had the chance to win it. Yeah. Um, and then when you go back, the two games that really kind of frustrate me, obviously Tampa, I was at that game, watching the, what could have happened towards the end. Um, then driving down and then obviously clay pull penalty backed him up. And then the 75th screen pass of the game didn't work. Um, so, but that was a winnable game. And the, there's certain ones like that, that you're like, man, they're, they're in grasp to win. And they're, and they're not even playing lights out great football. You're seeing good things every now and then. So if things can just c- kind of continue to click and you are seeing the defense look a little more comfortable, um, they're starting to mesh a little bit. So that's good. And now, obviously, we're playing without Justin Fields. Not totally sure the the length of that, but I think we have a pretty solid backup to come in and at least hold it down until Justin comes back. Yeah, I'm sure we'll get into more Tyson Bajan stuff in a bit, but but as we always do here on the show, we are starting the trenches with our trench tribute. And Taylor, since you are our guest host this week, I'm gonna let you start. So, who is your trench tribute this week? Uh, I think I have to go Tevin Jenkins. Um, yes. Tevin, I, I've mentioned it on my podcast many times. I think when I've been on with you guys, I've mentioned it. I love Tevin Jenkins. He's probably my favorite bear, like outside of when you, you want to say, I guess, Justin Fields and you love DJ Moore. But to me, like Tevin is just, he's that, he's the ideal lineman that you want. Obviously you want him to stay healthy. And I really hope that he can kind of go on the a streak of, of staying healthy and staying on the football field. Cause when he's out there, it, the, the line looks like a different world and it's so much fun to watch him. I love him the way he protects the quarterback, the way that 
He seems like he just has fun, and he also will play anywhere. Like, you stick him anywhere on the line, and you're going to fake, like, Tevin Jenkins is going to do the job. And so this last week, I mean, it's just since he's been back, he's been lights out, I feel like, and it, it was fun to watch. He had a block, like, up to help uh, for a long run. Was it Foreman run, or is it an Evans run? I can't remember. But a long run at one point where Tevin's just trucking guys, like, down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, like, this is what I want to see. I, if we had five Tevin Jenkins on the line, that would be – ideal um but yeah so i think i have to go tevin because i, I just think what we've seen since he's came back in this last week uh, i think the line as a whole played pretty decently um and but he's just kind of that anchor there and it, it's hard not to point that out i was so annoyed when they came out that he was in a switch over from left to right for cody white here yeah but it worked out i mean he, he was comfortable going back to right guard cody white looked pretty good playing left guard yeah i think at this point cody cody white career is clearly not a center um, it's just it's not going to work for him so <laughs> you know i i get it you want to stub your best best five go in there so if this is what it's going to have to be going forward if you are going to have to go with uh at least with Nate Davis, a high ankle sprain, he's going to miss a few more games. If yeah. Kevin Jenkins has the ability to go back and forth, I, I think that's that's a plus for them. I just hope that when Nate Davis comes back, they don't play these games and they put Kevin Jenkins on a bench. Kevin Jenkins is clearly the best guy. Yeah, uh, He needs to be in there no matter what. So for me, I'm going to go a little unconventional, and, and I have to do it this week because this is – the tight end, the tight end national holiday day was the other day. So, so I'm going to go with Mercedes Lewis. He's not it. an actual trench guy, but yeah. he's here at block. That's why he's oh. in here. He had the nice 16 yard catch, obviously down the sideline. But I went back and watched the game, and he was in quite a bit for pass blocking. Uh, he did a good job there, uh, run blocking. He just has that incredible technique and strength. Where once he locks on, it's over. Uh, yeah. So I had to go tight end this week, Mercedes Lewis is my trench tribute did, did, did you have a chance to watch my, him block much during the game i yeah i loved it and it's obviously being here in jacksonville he's a former jacksonville, so yes. people love mercedes love, love yeah. him here and so the moment like we're at the, the where we were watching the game and everyone around when he made the catch they were like everyone's like mercedes what and i didn't even know he was on, on chicago i was like yeah i was like but i was getting so frustrated last week with the amount they were blitzing and not using him more up front that i was like i don't understand why mercedes isn't here like on every snap pretty much to help block because that's just that's what he is that's the type of tight end he is and to be able to use him and you saw it how, how much it helped this last week granted uh uh, we saw Tyson get the ball out very quickly. Um, I don't think we're used to that. Usually with Justin, he he kind of takes his time and making reads and figuring things out. And, and the one thing with Justin that I've, I think a lot of people notice is he's kind of – he's that guy that always wants the big play. Um, and it hurts it hurts him sometimes. But with Tyson, being able to get that ball out quickly probably even made the line look even better. Um, so that was really fun, but yeah, Mercedes, he's just, he's just that guy that you want you when he's out there and you would see him lined up to the help block. I was like, Oh, we're good. Like this play is going to work out because when Lewis is out there, it's just, again, it's that you add that extra blocker, especially we, we talk about it. We, Darnell Wright's playing really well this season, especially yeah, yeah. for a rookie. Um, he's going, Max Crosby is an animal. And so he's had some tests to go up against. And so I don't think there's anything wrong with throwing an extra blocker out there um, to help him out a little bit. And it, it really, like, the offense was running smooth because of that. Yeah, a lot of times teams will bring in a six offensive lineman, but the Bears, it's a luxury. You know, they have Mercedes Lewis comes in. He has those type of skills. He he snuck out there for that one catch. It was a really nice, well-designed play. Uh, Luke Getze did a good job there getting, getting him schemed up for that catch, and, and Bajan found him. Let's move on to our sweet tweets. 
So this wonderful world of Twitter or X, whatever it's called these days. So what is the tweet that you want to highlight this week? Yeah. So um, I sent you one. It was from Greg Braggs and he has, he's been on, I think all of our podcasts at some point on Vinegar and Iron, but so he said the Bears hadn't won a game uh, at home in 392 days. They just won today. And to me, that was just a good feeling, number one, because you want to win at home. Uh, but I, I do think that also we're starting to check off some boxes of bad streaks. And we saw a lot of bad streaks being held for a long time when it comes to, at first, just a win in general. Um, and then now you had that can't win at home still kind of hovering over you. Uh, there, all of those things are kind of slowly starting to be checked off the primetime football game. You get a win on Thursday night. Now I, I think the next kind of box to check off is when a divisional game, um, because that's <laughs> I think that's yeah. important. But to me, it just kind of showed like how long we've been waiting. And I'm I'm so happy that like Tyson Bajan was able to come in and do this at Soldier Field because the the home team needed it. And once you start, and I saw it happen here in Jacksonville too, like once you start checking off these little boxes of streaks that were hovering over your head, things kind of, it feels free. It feels like you're having fun again. And you could see that this last three weeks, like you said, two wins in three weeks. And you could tell that the team's, even morale has kind of like started to shift a little bit. Uh, so I, I, it's fun. It's fun to see a win at Soldier Field again. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned the Jags. I mean, they had a similar path to the Bears. They were really bad for a couple of years in a row. It just started clicking for them, you know, when they got things figured out there. So hopefully the Bears are on that path. You know, we'll kind of see how things go. The next step is getting two in a row. I mean, that'll yep. be really big for this, yeah. for this coaching staff. Uh, so, so for me, for my tweets, I'm going to go to, I'm going to stay in the, C, in the CHCO family. Okay. Uh, I got a tweet from uh, Will DeWitt. Uh, talk about a defensive resurgence. The Bears cut down their allowed rushing yard from 365 in weeks one through three to a mere 211 in weeks four through seven. It's 52.8 yards per game. This defense, all yeah. of a sudden, you, you look at it and it was like, you know, th they were really bad early. But these last few weeks, has the defense turned a corner here, do you think? I do. And I think like you, there, there was a lot of newness on that line and we talked about it a lot i think obviously the the pass rush is still lacking you're not getting to the quarterback but at least they're able to really stop the run and it's so funny because the whole offseason we were like they're signing yannick and gakwe who literally cannot stop the run whatsoever yeah. so like maybe it'll help the pass rush but the run is still going to be struggling and it, it's almost like the complete opposite right now so it's kind of funny but i do think a lot of that is the rotation that they have been doing we've seen a lot more javon dexter as weeks have gone um, Zach Pickens, he's he's making plays. Um, there was some concern the first few weeks where it looked like he was uh, not going to cut it out there. But I think the way that they have the rotation ha is it's ideal and they're really starting to click together. And I think that it's fun because obviously last year, last year we felt like every game, so they were rough, whoever we were playing was rushing 200 plus on us every single game. So really to be able to limit that and almost shut down the run games is really forcing quarterbacks to have to get rid of the ball and throw the ball and test some of the secondary that now finally is getting healthy. Um, it's fun seeing Kyler Gordon out there again. Obviously Jalen had his day and I'm sure we'll talk about that, but it, it's just fun to finally have some help up front and that is going to kind of trickle back to now the linebackers. Now we're seeing Tremaine really be able to pop in certain moments. TJ Edwards on his way to a, a tackle record. And then now obviously that's helping the secondary too. So once you start that front really has to start meshing. And once they start clicking, it could be an honestly pretty good defense. 
Well, this is the key. I mean, Coach Eberflus talked about, you know, he had to get his guys in place. You know, he, he they, the Bears went for for linebackers in free agency, which is a lot of teams are kind of shying away from those. There's like the running backs, you know, they kind of find, find them anywhere. But the Bears had some guys they wanted. They wanted to get those two guys in there. Um, the, the guys they signed, you all you, you mentioned, you know, they're more known for run stopping. Andrew Billings, uh, Jervon Dexter they drafted, uh, Pickens, um, you know, Demarcus Walker. Um, yeah. the, the one pass rusher they brought in was Ngakwe. Hasn't really got home much, but you know, part of it is, is if, if you can stop the run, make teams one dimensional, yeah. and then your offense can put some points up. Now you can actually get after the quarterback and start going after him. And that's what kind of what we're seeing here. We're seeing the Bears get a couple sacks, you're getting a little more pressure than he used to get. So yeah. if this defense, man, if this defense turns it around, who knows? I mean, the Bears fans love their defense anyway. So that's yeah. kind of what, what we, you know, we all love to see that stuff. But yeah, yeah, it's exciting. Well, yeah. It's a, it's an exciting time for the Bears right now. It is, and I think that even guys that we have we saw struggle big time and Justin Jones, the first, the, the start of the season, he gets home yesterday finally. And those are when you start usually seeing the clumps of that type of stuff happen. So I really do hope we are hitting that corner of teams are, like you said, if we're playing with some leads, start rushing, you know, start sending some guys a little more. And that's when you will see Jan start making those plays. And he's kind of been that guy almost his whole career. Like once he gets one, there's going to come a few more pretty In close punches, to that. And that's yeah, kind yeah. of like always, always how he's played. Um, so that's just get him there once. And I think that we're just continuously improving. And like I said, when you look at this line, it's almost entirely new from last season. So I, I think it was taking a bit, it was taking a bit to know like who, where they, how they wanted to rotate, where they really wanted these guys at, because Javon Dexter, one thing we talked about constantly in the off season. And I know in my podcast, when I talked about Dexter's, he was more of like a, a three tech type of guy and they're he's but he's playing they they're lining him up again across from the center a lot at like one tech which is very interesting because he like never did that at florida um but it's working and you're seeing him at least create some sort of pressure maybe not getting home but there's some qb hits there and and once those start happening it's eventually they're going to get to him yeah, I think it's coming. I do want to see more Jermon Dexter. I think he, yeah. he deserves more playing time. And I know the pro football focus, they're very, very favorable with the grades he's been getting lately. So, but like you said, Justin Jones is, is coming around. He's playing much better late. So it's a good problem to have if all these guys start popping and start making making some plays, plus the secondary selfie again. So that's uh, that's definitely a good thing. So let's move on to our caught up in a numbers game. This is a stat or, or a number from the week that we kind of saw that we want to highlight. So what do you got? So I'm going to uh, give you two numbers real quick. These two numbers okay. are 103 and 71. Okay. So Tevin Jenkins, we talked about him already, um, but I have to mention some numbers about this because so he's played 174 snaps since he came back from injury, 103 at left guard, 71 at right guard. He's allowed zero sacks, only two pressures, one penalty, seventh best pass blocking grade in the NFL, according to PFF right now. So all of those, I mean, just the, versatility of Tevin is just it's such a major thing, especially with some of the injuries that we have on the line and them trying to kind of figure things out and to have somebody that you can move left, right, wherever you need him and him be able to be successful. And I think also just helps the guys around him so much when he's aside from rookie and Darnell Wright and obviously Larry Borum has struggled. Um, but when, bit, yeah, yeah wait, <laughs> but you did feel like when Tevin was beside Larry, that there was a little bit, a little bit more comfortability on that side of the line. So I just think when you see something like that, the, the versatility and the health is major. But when you have somebody like that who is not allowing anybody to touch your quarterback, it's just definitely a, a major positive. 
Yeah, I like those numbers. Tevin Jenkins, man, we, we talk about it. He, he's so fun to watch. You know, he's he. I'm, I'm like you. He's one of my favorite Bears to watch. The, the skill guys are nice, but you know, I, I want to have that nasty offensive lineman that just gets after it. And like you said, there were several plays yesterday where he was just kind of you know downfield looking for stuff to hit. Uh-huh. And when, when he was in the passing game, when you know, he had no one on him. He was looking for someone to block, you know, that he, he likes doing it. He likes hitting people. He likes being aggressive. Yeah. He just kind of stay healthy. If he stays healthy. Yeah. I think, uh, I think he's going to be here and, and be, uh, eventually in a pro bowl. So yeah. I got, I have two, two numbers too. Okay. Uh, my number is 17 and then 2.1 for 17. That's the longest play from scrimmage uh, from the bears yesterday. That was Deontay oh. Foreman's 17 yard screenplay and, and the athletics, Kevin Fishbane actually had a fun fact that he pulled off true media sports. The bears are just the third team since 2013 to score 30 points in a game without a 20 yard play. Wow. So just the, just the, the a dink and dunk kind of offense there work. And my other number is 2.1 uh-huh. and that's the air yards per attempt in the win over the Raiders. The shortest average depth by a qualified quarterback in a game this year from Tyson Bajant. That's according to next gen stats. So he was just taking what the defense gave him. Yeah. Uh, check down when it was there, going through his progressions, you know, taking the smart play and, and there's nothing wrong with that, no. you know, and, and that's going to lead us into our, our field report, or in this case, it's the Bajent report because Tyson Bajent, you know, he was out there. He got the start, obviously. He went 21 of 29, 72.4%, 162 yards passing, uh, one touchdown pass rating of 97.2, three runs for 24 yards. So we're talking a little bit pre-show. Mm-hmm. The Bears get a win. Yeah. And, and, and social media – you know, sports talk radio, it's like they're trying to make it a Bajan versus Fields argument. Yeah. It's like, let's just enjoy the win. Tyson Bajan did what we had to do. Did, yeah. did you like what you saw out of Bajan in his first start? I did. I liked, I think he was doing a lot of good things. And one of the major things that kind of popped out to me was something that we had struggled with in the start of the season, and that's converting third downs. And you take it how you can get it. And there was, but there, there was just, especially the first three weeks, it felt like we could not convert a third down to save our lives. And yesterday they were moving the ball and he was using a a lot of options too. It wasn't like you felt like he had like a, 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 comfort blanket or security blanket and was just getting it to somebody. He was using everybody. Um, And this is obviously you have two backup running backs technically in the game with Darrington Evans and Deonta Foreman, who both played very well, but getting them involved in multiple ways. Um, You saw some Tyler Scott this week, which that was fun because I feel like we haven't seen a whole ton of that. So to get him kind of involved is great. And then obviously being able to use DJ and Mooney, it was just nice to be able to see him go get all of them involved in the offense. And I feel like we've had weeks where it was not that. Um, even last week when we were watching it and it was DJ Moore had five yards in the first half and we were like, I don't even understand what's happening. Um, but then there's other, there's other games. I think it was the the couple we, it might've been the Thursday game where Mooney didn't even have a reception. And I'm like, I don't understand how we have the, you have weapons. You finally have these guys that you can get it to multiple people. Let's do that. And I think Bajan did that. Well, like you said, a lot of dinking and dunking, but that was moving the ball. And they figured out that using that really being able Foreman. I mean, crushed it this week and being able to have him come out and really be able to, they're, they're scared. They didn't want Foreman to take off for another 10, 15 yards. So they were really kind of focusing on that, which gave Bajan the opportunity to convert uh, some first downs, third downs, all of those things. And it, it just looked, it looked fluid and um, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't like you were like, wow, that was an amazing throw, but you felt like it was consistent through the four quarters. And I feel like we haven't seen a lot of that either. 
Yeah, it was fun. I mean, it was a fun game, obviously. You know, not a lot of big throws downfield, but he did what the defense gave him. I, I, it'll be interesting to see what happens next week against the Chargers because now they've seen him, you know, willing yeah. to check down. Are they going to kind of tighten their zones up? Are they going to have some more plays to open deep? You know, I think he has a, a strong enough arm to kind of, you know, test the defense if it's there. I don't, I don't think he's going to force things. I mean, he's not yeah. going to, like, like test, his, test his arm like Jay Cutler, just really, you know, just force it in there. But I think he's smart enough to know what he has to do with the ball. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's exciting. You know, it's yeah. if, if the Bears got an undrafted free agent, and, and if he's going to be here for the next, you know, three or four years as your backup or, you know, who knows what happens next year. But if, if, if he's the guy, that, that's great, a great asset, a great allocation of your fund. You don't got to spend too much money on that position where we've seen so many times these last few years. They go out and spend, you know, two, three million bucks on Trevor Simeon, yeah. PJ Walker, you know, uh, Chase Daniel, just spending a ton of money on the backup spot. And now here they are. They finally have a guy, whoever's coaching next year. I'm not sure who it's going to be, but there's finally a guy that's in Chicago that you that you have a, a pretty reasonable price tag on yeah. that, that you trust. And, and he comes in and, you know, he'll do his job. So no and, complaints. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think that it, I for them, it was just fun. It's fun to see someone come in and obviously be successful. We want at the end of the day, we want the Bears to win how that happens. Yeah let it happen at this point yep. a win for us is a win um and i think for him too i, I just did my tyson Bajant making monsters this last week and talking to both his high school and college offensive coordinator both of them said very similar things when it comes to his accuracy he's very very accurate um very good at making his reads very good at going through his progressions um they even we talked about his arm strength a little bit and they both had positive things to say about the arm strength we're still kind of waiting to see that because we didn't really see like you said past 15 yards or whatever his longest throw and i don't even i think that was even like some yak yards with that um but they also one of the things they mentioned was his uh, ability to be mobile too and we saw a little bit of it i think 24 yards rushing he ended up having but they just said at shepherd they didn't run run him a lot because they didn't want him to get hurt yeah. but it's definitely an option they, he's he's able to do it they just didn't do it in college a ton and you saw a little bit of it this last week you also saw moments where you felt like Justin probably would have taken off for 10, 15 yards in certain plays, and Tyson instead was taking a check down, getting a first down. We're good with that. Um, so it's going to be interesting to watch this, like you said, how teams are going to start game planning around him um, because there are there there's multiple things that you're you're going to have to look at with Tyson Beja, and you have now one game of film. But let's see how much they can open things even more this next week and how much they trust him. Um, that's also going to be part of this game right now is how much the coaching staff, because it seemed like they were like, hey, let's keep this a little, let's keep this simple. They didn't want him launching the ball down the field and that's fine. So let's see how much they he starts earning their trust and they open other opportunities for him to get the ball down the field a little bit. But I don't see them forcing anything because one of the positives, obviously, from this game was we didn't turn the ball over. And when you're not turning the ball over, you have a way better chance of winning a football game. Yeah, with, with Deontay Foreman running hard, you know, there's some talk that the Bears may get Roshan Johnson back this week. I know uh -huh. Coach Iberflus said that today that he's possibly going to be – he has one more step to go overcome, but he should be out of concussion protocol by the time they practice on Wednesday. So – You'll have another running back there. You have Foreman. You'll have Johnson. You know, I thought uh, uh, Darrington Evans has looked really good the last couple yeah. weeks. So he's another option to have. I'm sure he'll still stick around because Herbert's still on IR. So pound the ball against the Chargers. The Chargers are a pretty good team. So, yeah. you know, pound the ball. You know, take what the defense gives you, and, and maybe they'll give you some deep shots here. So let's take a quick commercial break, and then we'll come back on the other side with the uh, everyone's favorite, the three Bears.
That's exactly how Jeff says it. I had to say it just like him. (laughs) Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. All right, we are back on Bear and Bounds. Taylor Dahl is our guest host this week because JB is on vacation. And right before we went to the break, you talked about your, your last Making Monsters, which was your Tyson Bacon episode. So if you guys have not had a chance to check that out yet, that's a really good episode. Uh, she talked to, like you said, the his his OC at Shepherd and his high school football coach. It's just cool hearing those perspectives wow. and getting a little bit of, uh, of, of, of secondhand knowledge about the guy, the player, the person behind the football player. It's always fun to see. So yeah. let's jump into this. So we're going to go with our hot bowl of porridge. So Taylor, who do you got this week? Uh, so I listed, I listed two because I was like, if you were going first, I wanted to have a backup just oh, in case, but I'll go always with always professional right there. I love it. <laughs> um, I'll go with the first one that popped in my head and I have to go Jalen Johnson on yes. this one. I think that, um, especially this last week, there was a lot of chatter. We did our, our article of if we thought we were going to be buyer sellers or what the bears yep. should possibly do. And that was obviously one of the names that popped up that could be potential trade, um, and I hope not. I hope we keep Jalen Johnson. And I think that this week really showed uh, the one thing that we've been waiting for is for him to snag an interception. Uh, that's one of the things that had been lacking. And he gets two in this game. Um, so I just think it was it was ideal. And when some of the numbers I was looking at, he two receptions allowed for 16 yards, two interceptions, 2.8 passer rating allowed against him. So it's just it's one of those things. That's the type of game you expect Jalen to ha- be able to have week in and week out. And to our point earlier in the episode, I think a lot of it is because the front is helping. So they're able to make more plays now deep because they're not having to cover 60 yards of field. They're really able to kind of do their job. And you were able, you were able to see that for Jalen. And it was fun to watch him be able to um, do it multiple times because I know he's been wanting it for a while. The one knock on him in his career, obviously, well, the, the interceptions. Interceptions come. Those are fluky. They come, you know, you really can't control that a lot of the times. Yeah. You know, if you're getting past defense, you're knocking the ball down. That's what you want to see. He's a physical player, which is obviously good for the Bears. But then the, it's the injuries. You know, he's uh-huh. every year he's had some time on IR or it seems like, yeah. you know, so if he has to stay healthy, you know, he clearly wants to get paid. You know, yeah. we saw him at, at the uh, at, with the with the camera there on Fox, you know, doing the – you know, making yeah. it rain a little bit yeah. there. He wants to get paid. He talked about after the game that that's a direct message he's sending. He wants to stay in Chicago. And and today he was just on uh, local Chicago radio 670 to score saying he believes his agent now is still talking to the Bears to try to get an extension done. So okay, I, I'm like you. I, I want to see Jalen Johnson stay. He's 24 yeah. years old. You know, 
we did do that trade deadline article last week because he's the one guy, though. If the Bears were truly going to just say, hey, look, that's it. The season's pretty much lost. Yeah. Let's try and move some guys we can, especially if they weren't going to resign him. If they're yeah. going to resign him, resign him. But if they're not going to resign him, if if the if the talks break down, then they may as well move him. But but like I said, I'm like you. I want to see him stay. For me, I had two guys right now. I didn't have Johnson, but I got to go Deontay Foreman. Uh-huh. Uh, 89 rushing yards, 16 attempts, 5.6 yards per carry, two touchdowns rushing, three receptions, 31 yards, and a touchdown. He did have the one drop early, which you know I'm sure he's really pissed off about. Yeah. But but just a good game. Runs hard. You know, we saw him last year in Carolina just run really hard, you know, close to a thousand yards in like half a season. He's a quality football player. Again, yep. the knock on him has been the stuff in the passing game. Yep. Three catches. Like I said, the one drop, it happens, you know, but, yep. uh, you know, he's working on it. Um, we got to see him get a little better in the pass blocking. But regardless, he runs hard. He runs downhill. He hits the hole. He, he's very decisive. That's the one thing he does. And, and he runs with power. He, he beats on a defense. Yeah, and that's the kind of stuff you want to see. He kind of reminds a little bit of uh, of, of David Montgomery as far as the physical presence there. You know, um, I think him and Roshan or him and Herbert, whoever it is, it's it's a good problem to have when you have a lot of guys you have to, to get the ball to. So yeah, Foreman Johnson this week's hot. Other side, we got to flip it. Yeah, who is the cold bull you got this week that uh, didn't really perform up to expectations? So for this one, I was, I honestly was trying, I had to go, think about it, which is good. Like I had, it yeah. wasn't an obvious pick and because I was watching your guys from last week and I was like, you could have picked multiple cold bowls. Um, and so this week I, I, for me more so, I just kind of did a, a generic pass rush um, just because I think that at some point we mentioned it, we expect it to start maybe turning a corner soon, but I do think you have to find ways to add some more pressure, get to the quarterback when we're facing guys like Sam Howell and Brian Hoyer, you can get away with maybe not uh, completely tearing them down. But when you're facing a guy like Justin Herbert, if you're not making him make quick decisions and possibly, uh, for some turnovers and uh, you do not want to give Justin Herbert time to throw the ball. He's going to get it to one of his many weapons. Um, he does have some turnover issues in certain situations. I want I read a stat the other day about he has like the leading and fourth quarter interceptions uh, for active quarterbacks right now. And so if you can really get to somebody like Justin and for uh, Justin Herbert and force some mistakes, that's when things really start to shift. And so I, I think that, we're seeing the run do really well, but I, I need to see I need to see some more quarterback pressures in general. Yeah, we mentioned Ngakwe. He's the one guy that you crushed off the edge, and he's been kind of quiet. Um, I think Dexter gets a nice push up up the gut there, but yeah, you know, if you got an experienced quarterback like Hoyer, he, he was getting the ball pretty quick. You know, he, he's not trying to sit back there. But then you mentioned next week Justin Herbert. You know, he if you don't pressure him at all, he's going to just sit back there. He'll move around. He'll 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 scramble. Yep. He will make the the defense pay. So you got to figure out a way to get get after the pressure, and whether that's scheming up some blitzes, you know, trying to free up some guys, running some stunts on fronts. Fluce has been a pretty good job these last few weeks to bring more pressure than usual. Yeah, I think this may be the the week coming up on Sunday night where he has to do the same thing. Yeah. So for my cold, you know, this is a, a special team stand type of podcast. Mm-hmm. We always kind of, but this week I got to go Trenton Gill. Okay. Um, he didn't have the best uh, game punting. Three punts, just a 40-yard average. His first punt was nice, but then after that, he kind of just kind of tanked it. Um, one, he had a really bad roll on. The other one, he kind of shanked. 
I still got to be fair. You know, uh -huh. we usually, you know, we usually throw a bone to Trenton Gill when he does good. He's, he's the guillotine. He's yeah. baby's guy. But, but this week, you know, like you said, it's hard. I mean, when the Bears score 30 points and everyone's doing good, it's, it's hard to find a guy. But he's the guy this week, Trenton yeah. Gill. So. Oh, Gill. It was bound to happen at some point. Everyone yeah. has the game. <laughs> it's, it's funny. Like, like, like we're in a chat and, and, you know, when things are going really bad, you know, with, with the team, everything everyone gets gets attacked at something yeah and, and and trenton gill the last few weeks kind of got you know he had his moments uh but but i think overall uh he, he's a decent bear but this week yeah. trenton gill so what about you for your just right who's the bear that kind of performed just as you expected him to yeah this one i'm actually going a little off key i think for this one but it was a name that i mentioned earlier that i liked how he kind of became more involved in this offense this week. And it's Tyler Scott. I think nice. um, several third down conversions we saw from Scott and in critical moments. One was a long three and five. Another one was like a shorter three and one. But you really you I feel like for the first time we were seeing we, we've seen it when it came to returns. But this is the first time that I feel like I've really seen it in a game and moments that you were like, OK, there's Tyler. Like we're finally seeing some of this guy and you were seeing his speed. Uh, that's one thing we talked a lot about in the offseason was how fast he is. And you saw it several times uh this obviously yesterday about how quick and how speed how speedy he can be and when he has the ball in his hands he, he can make some plays so it's fun for me to kind of see uh someone like this get involved a little more and I, I do think that maybe part of it is because he, him and Bajent may have a little more time because obviously in the preseason and and uh when they're working with the twos it was probably they were working a lot together more than yeah. probably fields was during the offseason so I think you saw that it was noticeably and it wasn't anything massive. It's not like he had hundred yards or something. I think that it ended up being, um, it was like 14 rushing on a couple carries, 19 reset on a couple yep. of receptions. Um, but I think the third down conversions were one of the things that really stood out. And it, it, you felt that comfort between him and Bajant because it was almost like, okay, we have to get this first down. Tyler's there. Um, I know DJ made a comment about one of the balls he cat because he, I guess, used like his chest to catch the ball. And DJ Moore made a comment that he has to talk to him about that. Um, yeah. But I was like, he got the ball. He, got, he caught it. <laughs> DJ Moore dropped it in the end zone. We could have had another touchdown there. But um, yeah, so I, I think someone like that, it's just fun. It's the these are the guys that you, you spent draft picks on. So it's fun to see them look successful. Tyler Scott's getting a chance now with Chase Claypool gone. He kind of the guy that steps into that role. Like you said, he had a couple carries. He had a couple catches. He had some nice third down plays. Yeah, this is the kind of game you expect out of your out of your your rookie receiver. You know, get uh -huh. in there, uh, scheme him up a little bit for some touches because he has that great speed. And then the Bears yeah. did that; they got him schemed up. Plus, you know, like I said, he he, he got open on third down and and, and Beijing found him. So that that's a good call there. Uh, I'm going to stay with the receiving core for my just right. I'm going to go DJ Moore. Um, <laughs> Eight receptions, 54 yards. The yards aren't what you expect, but it was a it was a, a shorter check down type of game plan. A lot, a lot of deep stuff. Yeah. Um, he did get some yards after catch, but but just having a guy like DJ Moore there, you know, for Tyson Bajan, I just think that's that's really big for him because he he has to know that okay, if things break down, you know, he can trust going to DJ Moore. We heard Justin Fields and and Moore talk about the faith throws, how they kind of had that that rapport where. He just knows if he throws them more, he'll come down with it. And I think that's what Bajan's going to learn here this week and he'll learn the next week. Definitely. Just a nice just a nice guy to have there, kind of have the, the, the tight ends you would like to have to kind of take that role, but it just didn't work out this week. You know, maybe they had a little extra extra defense on tight ends because it was, you know, the, the tight end holiday here for these guys. So, but yeah. he did more. He's my just right this week. Um, 
Yeah, DJ's just, he's accountable. And like, it's one of the guys you can just count on. um, And that's, it's so nice to have that because it's been a while for us that we feel like we've had a receiver that we're even, yes, you say the yardage, maybe not what you want, but that was just part of the the game plan for this week was making things and fitting them around Tyson Bajant and what he was comfortable doing right away. And he made a comment this last week that he would do whatever they asked him to do and he would be able to do it. Um, and you kind of saw that. we did, Like we said, we didn't see the, the deep passes, but he, we saw that there was some connection there with a lot of multiple receivers and different weapons, and they were all being used in different ways. And that's really fun to watch an offense that – you don't feel like has to do the same thing over and over again. Like the first few weeks that we are seeing, you're really seeing that you, they have guys and it's fun to see DJ Moore is just a player. Like when he's out there, you know, you're expecting something to happen uh, based around him. So yeah, I love, I love that choice. Yeah, it's, it's fun seeing more just because he's a legit number one. Yeah. You know, the Bears scheme some touches up for him. They had that little flip, uh, the flip out of jet sweep to him to kind of get him. He almost got him for a touchdown there, but a little short. You know, he'll get his. You know, it's, it's good to see Getsy being uh, creative now to try and work some of his guys in with touches. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully Getsy has turned a corner. I mean, we kind of yeah. saw Justin Fields, those two huge games he had. As Bears fans were all thinking, oh, man, you know, Getsy did it. He, he finally turned things around. And then, of course, that ridiculous game plan he had against the Vikings. We're all just like questioning it again. So, so now here we are back on Getsy. It's just the Getsy roller coaster. <laughs> I, I, I want off. I, I think we're all going to get off at the end of the season. I just think that, that they're going to make a change. But, you know, who knows? I mean, maybe we're all Bears fans. We all have this hope. You know, maybe they'll turn it around. Maybe the defense has turned it around. The offense turned it around. We'll see what happens here against the Chargers uh, on Sunday Night Football. But it's going to be a tough game. You know, I, I know they're uh, eight-and-a-half-point underdogs. Sunday Night Football, prime time. It's going to be Tyson Bajan's show. I mean, that's going to be what yeah. NBC is really hyping up. They already started hyping him up on, on, on the game last night. Yeah. You know, they're already excited. It's, it's the Chicago market. You know, I, I knew they would never flex that game out of it. I know. Because they want Chicago. I know. It's L.A., so it's going to happen. Though, so. There's I mean, there's a reason where every year, no matter if the Bears win three games or ten, that we have four or five primetime games. It's just what it is. And people down here in Jacksonville get so mad. They're like, we don't understand how you guys. And I'm like, I honestly don't want them. Like, I would love to just have a one o'clock game to where I can, like, have the rest of the day to just watch everybody else's football later and not be stressed until 8 p.m. Um, but at the same time, it's a cool moment for Tyson. He's and from that's another thing I talked about on my podcast a lot, both coaches just kind of saying that, like, he's just that type of guy that the moment's never too big for him. And you saw last week he looked comfortable. He looked like it was his offense and he was running his offense. And for an undrafted rookie to come in and be feel that comfortable. And now let's see if he can do it in primetime football because that's a whole other uh, whole other level when it comes to the stage and how many people are going to be watching him. It should have a lot of Bears fans there. I know Bears fans usually travel pretty well. Plus, L.A. doesn't have a lot of uh, L.A. fans. It's a lot yeah. of uh, transplants. So it should be fun. So, Taylor, who do you have on Making Monsters? What, what's the show this week? Who, who are you going to spotlight? So that's what I've been going back and forth today, but I think I'm going to go Foreman. Um, I okay. usually stick to, I try to stick to rookies or, yeah. um, but sometimes, especially this year, just because they made a decent amount of free agent moves. And I think that, uh, you know, people know they're familiar with Deontay Foreman, obviously, but maybe they don't know as much about his time in college and kind of the path. Cause he's been on a lot of football teams in the NFL, yeah. um, obviously drafted by Houston. So I, I think that's the way I'm going to go. I do have a couple others that I've been like teetering on waiting. Um, I have a, a Javon Dexter one that I really want to get out there too, but I'm just 
waiting for that game where I'm like, it's undeniable that I have to pick Javon Dexter, yeah. you know, and I feel it coming too. So uh, probably between them two, but I think I'm going to go Foreman this week. Preseason, you talked to uh, some some Florida beat writers that covered Dexter, so that was uh, yeah. that was kind of cool that that during the 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 pre draft process, you hit on a few of the guys that the Bears yeah. actually drafted. That was kind of neat. Yeah, it was fun because I yeah it was Dexter and Pickens and Wright. Obviously, uh, those yeah. three guys I kind of did the like pre draft coverage on. Um, so it was cool. And being here in close to Gainesville, there's a lot of Florida fans here and a lot of access to kind of that. And so that's why I actually talked, I've already kind of pre-recorded the interview. Cause like I said, I had a feeling that the Javon Dexter one's coming soon. So I talked to Shane Matthews, a uh, former Chicago bear quarterback, Shane Matthews. And it was a really fun combo because about, uh, beyond even just Javon Dexter, we got into, but Justin Fields Thursday night had broken his record that was held since like 2000 of oh, that's right. executive <laughs> completions. So we talked about that a little bit. We talked about his time in Chicago. So it was really fun. So I'm ready to get that one out there. But like I said, I think I'm just waiting for that big splash game where you're like, all right, it's Dexter's week, you know? Sunday night football, Javon Dexter yes. is going to get two sacks. That way <laughs> you can kind of get it all primed up and you're ready to go. So Taylor, I want to appreciate you jumping on. Let everyone know where they can follow you on, on Twitter because I always yeah. mess up your handle. It's okay. Um, yeah, so it's at Tadal1010XL. Um, that's where you will find me on Twitter. So usually pretty active and I, I – I try to keep it a good balance because like you mentioned in the beginning of the show, I do cover the Jaguars too. And so I don't want like all my bears fans to get annoyed with too much Jack stuff, but I don't want the Jacks fans to get annoyed with too much bear stuff. So I try to get a, a sprinkle a little bit of everything in there, but I feel like a lot of weeks it ends up being a lot of bears. <laughs> well, that's, you know, you're a bears fan first and foremost. So that's yeah. naturally come through. So you guys on the, on the podcast side of things, thank you so much for joining us. You guys on the video side of things, we'll stick around for a little while and go through some questions here. If there's any of the comments, but for Taylor, I'm Lester. Thank you guys so much and bear down. Mm -hmm.